Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Kale and Company, Nick, Don, Greg, Anthony, and Daniel. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. Dawn's Big Three coming up at 9.15. Our morning mystery movie clip at 9.20. And by the way, the prize yesterday was tickets for tonight's home opener for the Philadelphia Flyers. But today, we have a pair of tickets to see actor and comedian Chris Tucker at the Met Philadelphia, which is coming up tomorrow. October 18th. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com. So another big prize coming up in just about 17 minutes. We'll get to what's on the cut sheet part due, as well as what's on tap for the Dawn Show and who won Twitter today. Uh, Also, this kangaroo video story, which is remarkable. Get to YouTube. We're going to get to that probably in the next seven or eight minutes here. Um, But back to a lot of the stuff that we talked about earlier in the show this morning. Uh, If you missed the big take on Trump's gag order and the latest with the House Committee going after Joe Biden over classified documents. You can get that in the big take. And then we got into uh, a lot of the Israel-Hamas stuff on day 11 now. And one story that we did not get to is uh, involving academia. And we talked a lot about these colleges and, you know, allowing this, you know, hate speech to go on in their campuses. But one law professor is not going to stand for this. A Berkeley, a Cal Berkeley Law School professor, his name is Stephen Davidoff Solomon, law professor at the University of Cal Berkeley, has advised the Jewish Law Students Association, quote, do not hire my anti-Semitic law students. Solomon is appalled by the demonstrations across college campuses in support of Palestine and even Hamas. He has since penned an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal asking employers to avoid hiring some of his students. The professor details how Berkeley's Law Students for Justice in Palestine organized a campaign last year asking other student groups to adopt a bylaw that banned supporters of Israel from speaking at all events. Now, we have given you a lot of these different college stories, a local story in the 7 o'clock hour this morning at Drexel with a dorm room being set on fire of a Jewish student. Uh, Firefighters and detectives have determined that it was intentional. They haven't found the suspect yet. But this full op-ed in the Wall Street Journal is very interesting. And I want to look at it from not so much the obvious standpoint of, hey, good for you, congratulations, I, I, I agree with this professor, but... I want to look at this from a cancel culture perspective, because think about what this guy is doing here. He is basically educating these students in the field of law and then saying, upon graduation, do not hire these new attorneys in whatever law firm or governmental agency they might apply to work at and are kind of kneecapping them with their career right out of the gate once they graduate from law school. And you you would say, well, that's cancel culture. It is. And I actually am for this because much like the First Amendment and free speech, I do not believe that you are immune to cancel culture if you are spewing hateful speech. I don't think you should avoid being canceled, whether you're looking for a job or you have one, if you are issuing these hate-driven messages. So that's that's kind of where I'm at on it. I disagree with you. I think that what, like, look... What a lot of I highlight it. I highlight it for a reason because I think it's it's deplorable. I think it's anti-Semitism out in the open. 
I think it's just being, uh, you know, coded as something uh, more uh, thoughtful than, you know, mm-hmm. white guys with tea torches. Okay. Um, but for this professor to come out and do this, I think that, look, I, I see all the time there's, there's a difference between cancel culture and consequence culture. That's a good point. And, and you... It, it is not a – cancel culture is like a collective organization trying to to cancel you no matter what the public says because you did X or Y. Mm-hmm. I think it's up to the employer to look at these, these kids' records as a whole okay. and say, yes, you know what? Th- these are not the values that I want in my law firm, my or- organization, whatever, and then yep. not hire him. For this, for this professor to come out and say this, it's his right to do that. But I think that this 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 does tiptoe the line of cancel culture. So here's my question, because I, I think throughout the spring and summer, we saw conservatives and Republicans and anybody that just values free speech push back on Bud Light and Target. And I didn't call that cancel culture. I called that boycotting because it's individuals basically going after a corporation saying, we'll hit you where it hurts. We will not support you. We will not buy your product. Here, it is a law professor speaking out saying, don't hire these individuals. So is this a boycott? Is he boycotting the employment of these anti-Semitic students? Is he trying to cancel him? So but so your your belief here that, Greg, this does not fall under consequence culture. No, because it's no, because it's not the it's not the it's not the employer making the decision. It's 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 somebody else. A third party. It's a third party saying, "Don't hire these people." Okay. Well, he's not naming anybody, right? right. Which is, which I think is a fair question to ask. Then in the next like steps here, like, well, are you gonna like? I mean, I'm assuming some of these students will use their professor as a reference. If he gets contacted by the law firm of Hagen and Daz, it says, <laughs> "No, you should not hire John Smith. He ran anti-Semitic uh, speeches in his senior year of law school. Um, he's anti-Semitic. Don't hire." Like, I, I, I want to know where the actual consequence comes because, I mean, presumably, no, no law firm is going to know who's anti. It's like you don't put that on your resume, right? Like you don't put I'm anti-Semitic under uh, accomplishments at law school, right? So yeah. where 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 is the the actual punishment coming from here? Because unless this guy goes out of his way to name names, you would think that these anti-Semitic individuals are probably safe. You would think. Well, or is he just painting with a broad brush? And so that's my if I'm a parent and if I helped pay for my kids school mm-hmm. and just presumably pay a lot of money to help them through law school right. or if a student went through the law school and took out loans and so on and so forth do they have a case to say whoa wait a minute you know i'm being libeled or slandered i mean if they're law students and they paid attention maybe mm-hmm. they could sue yep. they because they're jobless now so they have a lot of time on their hands i guess yep but i i just think you should be careful if your job is to teach somebody and they're doing something that's racist or hateful. Did you report an individual? Right. Did you report them to the university and mm-hmm. say hate speech on campus? Right. Special alert. Where's the and paper trail? And if you trail? didn't, yeah, 
and if they didn't, but you're kind of painting all of your students, really, with well, this broad brush and basically slandering them and saying right. they're not hireable? All right, well, let, let me let me ask you this then. Like, if the same law professor decided uh, that, Nick Kale, uh, by what you do, you're an insurrectionist, mm-hmm. and these these this company should not hire you because you support mm-hmm. a man who, uh, whatever. Yep. Um, isn't, isn't, isn't that kind of the same thing? You know what I mean? Well, yeah, but to me, when you're this, this is w- personal, right? This this would this is be saying I was their professor, correct? Yeah. Right? Correct. I was yeah, in but- class with. I was their professor. Don't hire any of my students. Yeah, yeah, but 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 a professor could say the same thing. Well, this person has has these radical conservative thoughts. Don't hire them. Mm-hmm. Right, but if the professor isn't saying a few of my students. A professor is writing a column saying, "Don't hire any of my students." He's, he goes, "All on. of your students are anti." I mean, that's wow. If all your students are anti-Semitic, that's a real problem. If yeah. that's true, I suspect a few of them are. Right. But I, to me, this is—he's trying to make a headline. I get it, but this is a as somebody who's a legal scholar, mm-hmm. I would think this is a mistake. He he goes on to say in this op-ed that the Wall Street Journal gave him. The student conduct at Berkeley is part of the broader attitude against Jews on university campuses that made last week's massacre possible. It is shameful and has been tolerated for too long. It's time for the adults to take over, and that includes law firms looking for graduates to hire. The law firm Winston and Strawn revoked an employment offer for a student at New York University Law School who wrote an open letter that pointedly refused to condemn Hamas's attack. Well, see, now then, in in that given specific instance, then I have no problem with that guy getting yeah, canceled. Because that's you, to Greg's point. It yeah, was specific. Right. And you penned an open letter saying you will yeah. not condemn. Like, wait, so your 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 refusal con- to condemn is actual your actually your condoning mm-hmm. of a terror attack. Yeah. Again, it just it's the most basic, simple element that has befuddled me with this story for eleven days now. How anybody can be in support of a terror attack how do you support as somebody in the west an american or anybody overall in this country how do you get behind that did you not see what happened on 9 11 did you can did you condone did you condemn that if you did then you should be condemning this i mean it's 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 very simple and and that's the thing that's so bizarre about certain segments of the lgbtq plus community that are pro hamas and we've seen all the signs and all the people on social media saying, hey, who wants to let them in on the secret? Like, you're mm-hmm. supporting a group that if you walked into their land, you're toast. I mean, these people are just so off base with their their rationale, but that's what identity politics will do to you. 855-839-1210. All right, kangaroo story in a moment, but let me get Mark in the Northeast here. He's got some thoughts on hate speech. Mark, you're on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. It's the fact that they, the students, they advocated and supported murder, mayhem, pillaging, rape. It's, it's not just the, the stupid evil thoughts that they have. It's that they actually advocated and supported those crimes, mm-hmm. crimes against the state law and crimes against humanity. And that's why those students are not qualified to be attorneys. You're not qualified to be hired by any law firm. And that's my piece. Well, I mean, are they qualified from a merit standpoint? Probably if you graduate from Cal Berkeley, but from a, you know, logic and 
Um, like personal, like personal just, preference standpoint, you become unemployable. Just be very careful with these roads you guys want to go down because this this can be this can be turned around on on not. I'm not saying you two, but I'm just saying this can be turned around on you just like that. Well, like, well, yeah. well. Technically, what happened uh, on January 6th was 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 against the well, law. Like, it's crimes. So if you support that. You, you're also supporting criminals. Well, you're comparing walking into a building to, you know, beheading somebody. No, but Greg's, I mean, I get Greg's point, but if, if if a future employer looks you up and you were on social media showing yourself in your, you know, Chewbacca little furry bikini uh, in Nancy Pelosi's office, your future employee has a right to make a judgment. Sure. Maybe they think, hoorah, I love this guy, and they want to hire you, or they think, meh, I'm going to take a pass. But this case is different, Greg, in the sense that this is a professor in a class with students per, having a personal connection as teaching them and now is going out saying, don't hire any of my students. He's not saying, hey, you might want to check out the social media accounts of my students. And, you know, some of them are really anti-Semitic and it's disturbing. That's not what he's saying. So to me, that's where he crossed the line. I, I just look at a lot of these people in the in the in the support of Palestine and Hamas. They they were all fired up about Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. but now it's like Jewish lives don't matter. So again, I think when you play the social justice warrior card publicly, whether you're a, a celebrity or you're just the average Joe nine to five, um, and you 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 really point out the contradictions of your own argument. Like, you can't be pro for one group and equal rights and diversity, equity, and inclusion and then say, oh, you know what? Israel had it coming. What? Yeah, but in truth, I actually I actually don't think all these students are anti-Semitic. I think they're just a bunch of sheep. And so they thought, oh, oh, the, the Palestinians are the one who are, they're the victim. And so I'm just going to stand for the victim and say that I think it just shows that they don't know what they're talking about. They mm-hmm. should shut their mouths. Yeah. But they are so triggered and so emotional, and they easily took propaganda that was put out there. Yeah, they're always looking for right? something to petition and protest. Right. And it shows that's the bothersome part, right. is how, how easily they will follow. I know. And now I hope that they're, this opens their eyes to go, Oh gosh, I didn't mean to yeah. say that I supported. Oh, they raped and they murdered. Oh, yeah. And so that they're a bunch of sheep. It's amazing. Think for yourselves, people. Wild to see just how many Gen Zers and the youth of today that just this disdain for America, like all oh, the United States. It's such a bad. Co-. Like if it's so bad, then just leave. Like nobody's forcing you to stay here. Uh, 916, this segment brought to you by Best Work Industries for the Blind. Best Work Industries for the Blind is Changing Lives, a nonprofit organization located in Cherry Hill. Best Work Industries for the Blind provides training and employment for people who are blind or visually impaired. For employment opportunities or to donate, go to bestworkindustries.org. All right, morning mystery movie clip in a couple of minutes. We'll save the kangaroo video for the bottom of the hour. But right now, let's get to Dawn Stenzlin's Big Three at 950. It's the Big Three and Nine on Kaling Company. Big Three at Nine, sponsored by American Heritage Credit Union. Number one, a dire warning from Iran's supreme leader, Ayatollah Ali Khamenei, who says today, just this morning, no one can stop resistance forces if Israel continues to commit crimes. Mm. Yeah, so this is on Iran TV, by the way. This is what they have on. No cartoons there, I guess. (laughs) So Iranian state TV 
reported because they don't have freedom of speech. So this is state-sponsored TV with uh, Khomeini saying that, yes, uh, this the, the Muslims and resistance forces will become impatient. No one can stop them, no matter what the Zionist regime does. It cannot make up for the scandalous failure it suffered if Israel's crimes in Gaza continue. Yes, this is a dire warning to watch out. Yeah, interesting on that front. Uh, Road Warrior sent us a tweet about a half hour ago. He says, we are getting played with this deployment. Mm-hmm. It's cover for Hezbollah to not launch and for Israel to not strike the north preemptively. So th- all of this just kind of like a, like a little chess game here, so to speak, according to Road Warrior. Well, if, I'll, I'll say if we always have to follow the money trail. Mm-hmm. And they're speaking of what's going on over there. Where are they getting the money as far as these forces? So there is word that they ordered the that Israel's law enforcement have ordered the freezing of accounts on Binance. So crypto money is paying for the Hamas, you know, for some of these terrorists. So they've shut down more than 100 accounts on cryptocurrency platform Binance after it was revealed that Hamas received $41 million through the site. And that was between uh, 2021 to 2023. So they're trying to shut down not only the little tunnels underneath, but also the tunnel of money leading in. Uh, we talked a lot about Ivy Leagues locally, a huge walkout at Ivy League University of Pennsylvania with hundreds of faculty, students, and other supporters of Palestinians. They walked out of class for the entire day yesterday, including faculty, and called on the university to do more for its Palestinian students. <laughs> I, I've never been more proud to be a Temple alum. <laughs> All right. So they were so Nick Kale talked earlier about President Liz McGill's statement to the campus community. Well, that's what triggered them. They were very upset because uh, President McGill made the statement denouncing anti-Semitism, calling out the Hamas attacks on Israel the week before, which was the first time yesterday that this statement was made. Right. Never mentioning Palestinians or the deaths of people in Gaza. And that's what they're all upset about. Mm. And what was President McGill responding to for the first time condemning this? Well, the president of Penn was uh, responding to the recent Palestine Rights Literature Festival, which was rooted. Many of those speakers had made anti-Semitic statements, etc. And so that was what and, and, you know, Nick talked about this earlier about the donors just uh, shutting their checkbooks and Good. saying, we're cutting you off by tens of millions of dollars. Hundreds of millions. Hundreds of millions. Oh, we got yes, one guy from you. Harvard who's giving up three hundred million a year. <sighs> He's a billionaire, by the way. Yeah, but not for nothing. But there are a lot of others who might need that money. Yeah, three hundred million. Jeez. Yeah, Kensington will take it. Right? There are a lot. You know, look look elsewhere. We we can find a few spots. One of them was uh, the most recent was major donor John Huntsman Jr. Yep. And you talked about him earlier. He shut it down. Another one was Mark Rowan, who in 2018 gave 50 million to Wharton, and he stopped. There were others, and there was a board member of the weekend. We told you, I think, yesterday that they they resigned in protest. So mm-hmm. we have that number three in the big three traffic trifecta. Three simultaneous sporting events tonight, South Philadelphia, Citizens oh, Bank boy. Park, oh. yeah, Wells Fargo Center, Lincoln Financial Field. Oh, my goodness. Citizens Bank Park. What a traffic 
jam. So uh, they're just putting out putting this out there. SEPTA free parking, free public tra- not parking, free public transportation. I should say, yeah. for the Flyers home opener. So the Flyers are going to be in the Wells Fargo Center. The Phillies are in Game Two at Citizens Bank Park. What's being used at Lincoln Financial Field? What events? Mexico there? v Germany's men national team soccer friendly Lincoln Financial Field, eight p.m. But all of the block parties for these start between three and five p.m. And so that's just it. The Schuylkill, all the, you know, 95, everything's going to be all jammed up with people just pretty much all afternoon with people trying to get there probably by three. So there'll be 45,000 strong for the Phillies. The Flyers and all their sheep fans will show up. There'll be 19,000 of them. <laughs> the Canucks. And then we'll see about 17 total people in, in the link for an exhibition no. soccer match. <laughs> soccer. Oh, soccer. People love soccer. Yeah. <clears throat> But got anyway. no interest in soccer. <laughs> They're saying Broad Street Line free rides. This is the this is uh, part of the issue. I think is that all of this should be people should use public transportation. Yeah, I think the problem is we know what the problem is: the fear of crime, etc. <laughs> Great night to go looting. <laughs> and then to your point, you know, it's a beautiful night for looting. <laughs> come down, have dinner at a restaurant. I wonder. I would love to hear from restaurateurs. Who've survived at this point? Yeah, I was talking to a restaurant owner over the weekend, and they said we are hanging on by a string. Nobody, point nobody, wants to go out for dinner at our. I mean, we have amazing restaurant venues here in Center City in Philadelphia. And yep, people are going. You go to Conshohocken or the Main Line, mm-hmm. you can't get in. Yep, no, stay stay as far away as possible and take in all the other amenities on the uh, the outskirts of town. Jeez. That's what I do. That's the big three on this beautiful, sunny 64 degrees. But I will remind you, if you're heading to either of those three events, you want to bring a jacket, maybe a hat, because it's going to feel like 49 after the sunset. So That's just correct. a heads up. American Heritage Credit Union, thank you for sponsoring us. The place for first-time home buyers, in-house realtors, and a $500 lender credit for new homeowners. Visit AmericanHeritageCU.org slash FTH for all the details. Loans subject to credit approval insured by NCUA equal housing lender NMLS 433838. Kill and Company Big Three. All right, Dawn, thank you very much. 923 as we get to our morning mystery movie clip. And now, the morning mystery movie clip on Kale and Company. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. If one of your two supervising physicians loses their license, then your whole adjudication is thrown out. How'd you know we were here? I went by your parents' house looking for you, and they told me you oh, was over Danny, here. this is Tiffany. Tiffany, oh, this is Dan. Hey, Tiffany, Hi, tell me about you. So is this the girl you wrote about? Yeah. What? You wrote about me? I'm the girl? He wrote about you, all right. What did he say? He said you guys were helping each other out, and you were nice, and you you had a mouth on you, but... Whoa, 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 whoa. okay. You're okay. a little mouthy, yeah, yeah. but... No, please, tell me more about what he said in the letter. Yeah, anything you want to know, I'll just tell you in the letter. It was nothing about it. It was just a very general letter. Cool. She's fine. She is my friend with an F. A capital F. For friend. Think you know what it is? Be call at 12 at 855-839-1210, and you could win this great prize. Oh, it's a pair of tickets to see actor and comedian Chris Tucker at the Met Philadelphia tomorrow, Wednesday, October 18th, 2023. Tickets still available at Ticketmaster.com. Caller 12-855-839-1210. If you can identify that movie clip that featured Chris Tucker, you're going to go see him tomorrow night. We'll come back, get our winner, and then also the amazing video of Man v. Kangaroo. (laughs) 
Get to YouTube, folks. Yeah. It's going to be epic. And we're back after this here on Kale & Company. It's Kale & Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. What's on the cut sheet? Part due coming up in about five minutes. We'll find out who won Twitter today and what's on tap for the Dawn Show. Looking like another beautiful day here in the city of Philadelphia. Jerry. Did I say the other day, like, for the month of October, we've had lovely Tuesdays? Yeah. Saturdays Saturdays go to hell. No lovely weekends, just lovely Tuesdays. No. Nope. So much so that I had to waste money on the pumpkin patch on Friday night. Because Saturday would be a washout. (laughs) Yeah. Still steamed up about that. All right. uh, (laughs) Jerry is in Wilmington. He's identified our movie clip, and he's with us this morning. Jerry, what Chris Tucker movie did we just play for you, sir? Uh, Good morning. It's uh, Silver Linings Playbook. That is correct, sir. Bradley Cooper as well. And uh, congratulations. You got yourself the Chris Tucker tickets. Great. Super. Thank you. There he is. Jerry. Uh, How do I get him? Uh, should I put him back on hold? Yeah. I'll uh, put him back on hold, and uh, we'll put him in the bathroom, and we'll leave him there. He's got the radio on in the background. You can hear the show in the background. How do I get him? There you go. Hey, am I uh, caller 12? <laughs> By the way, somebody pointed out on the YouTube chat that we just played this. We just had this movie recently. I don't recall yeah, that. that. Silver Linings Playbook? Yeah. I think we did, but it did was we? a different scene. Okay. But still... It- not to, not yeah, to my knowledge, Anthony, hop on the mic here. I don't know. Did we just have this? Did we just have this movie recently? Yeah, I think we did. I don't. I did it a while ago. I don't think I did it recently. Mm. How? How I far was back actually going to do Rush ago. Hour two, but I did that in August, so I avoided doing Rush Hour. That's two. what it was. We played Rush <clears throat> Hour. Hmm. I could have done the original, but I think that's too easy. Like at least this is a little harder. I feel like. Yeah. Uh, will you? Uh, will you pick up on Jerry and Wilmington and let them know where yeah, uh, I go? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We'll, we'll send them to. We'll leave them for Jerry at will call, <laughs> as they used to say. All right, let's get to this kangaroo fight video. Oh yeah, I can't believe this. This is one of the most amazing things I have ever seen. Um, if you're on YouTube, uh, you'll see it. If YouTube.com/slash at twelve ten WPHD. Get over there. Yes. Now if you want to see the video. So we're gonna play this for you, and we'll narrate. There is some audio of the man as he gets into the fight with the kangaroo in the water. Uh, but we will walk you through it. So uh, if we could, let's uh, fire up the video and the audio, and uh, we will break this down. I don't think I have any audio here, but okay. Okay, well, there he is. Okay. So they're in the water. The kangaroo. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I mean, this man, it's an Australian man. Yeah. And his dog is in the water. Yep. It has to be about maybe two, three feet of water. The dog looks very frantic. The kangaroo is standing on his back feet behind the dog. Yeah. Um, in what looks to be like, you know, maybe a, a sexual position, so to speak. <laughs> and he's attempting to drown this poor dog. Like, he's got him around the waist, and he's standing over his shoulders and his back. And by the way, the kangaroo is ripped. He is. Yeah. Like, this kangaroo's on steroids. It, it almost looks fake, doesn't it? I don't it? think he's trying to drown him. No, it's what the story was. The, the situation, yeah. Australian yeah, Mick, Mick Maloney. He's humping him, huh? Yeah. Look at Look at honey. Look at <laughs> According He's a to, horny kangaroo. According to the Australian Broadcasting Company, <laughs> he was trying to drown this man. And so the man who's recording it says, all right, you're not going to do that. You're not going to F with my dog. And he punches the kangaroo right in the face. And the kangaroo took a good shot. Wow. He backpedals a little bit and puts his fists up, his paws, his mitts, whatever you want to call them. It's crazy. I mean, this is, you know, <laughs> this kangaroo's acting like a Phillies fan after 10 Miller Lights. Like, he's ready to go. 
I didn't realize kangaroos stood up like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. You always see them kind of like hopping. But uh-huh. like that, it looks like, it almost looks fake to me. It almost looks like a like a person in a kangaroo yeah. like outfit or AI or something. And this kangaroo's on high alert, too. He's got the head on the swivel. He's waiting for more crazy Australian men. He thinks that there's a threat to democracy here. I didn't realize I didn't realize kangaroos were so nasty. Wow, that they is are, that is a funny video. Yeah, according to this story, that kangaroos poor dog. For those of you that don't know, can be incredibly aggressive animals. They are very strong, and they will attack human beings or dogs, and are attempting to drown them if they find you in a water-like setting. So I didn't. Oh, really? Look at the claws on this thing. Yeah. Yes. I mean, this thing's got to be five feet tall. I bet you it's a good 140 pounds. I mean, he's bigger than Valdez. (laughs) Who would you take in a fight, the kangaroo or Valdez? 100%. I I would take the kangaroo over myself. (laughs) I mean, by the way, we have a ton of people watching right now, obviously. Uh, Look at standing there. So if you're watching right now, please hit the like button and also hit the subscribe button if you have not done so yet. Yes. I Uh, tweeted it out as well. YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHD. By the way, speaking of YouTube, Chris... Chris Mady on Twitter or on on YouTube. I don't know if this is true or not. He says, hey, Nick, I live in Bucks County and I own kangaroos. You are more than welcome to come up and visit with your girls and meet my kangaroos. Mine are nice. I'm going to pass on that, bro. Do we? We'll skip on that. Do we believe that? Do we buy that somebody in Bucks County owns kangaroos? Where does one get kangaroos? I mean, it is Bucks County. It's a big county. (laughs) You get some of the backwood there is you might have a kangaroo. But it's a domesticated kangaroo. He's trained this kangaroo. This is a kangaroo in the wild. You know, here's what I'll do. Kangaroo is scary. For the betterment of this show, for the brand, I if he's being honest and he really has kangaroos, I don't. How can he have kangaroos? I will. I will go meet this individual. We will send a station. See Nick Kale. Send the station. Yes. If you want to see me get pounded by a kangaroo. You want to pound it and, oh, and then do like a dry rub. Right. Nick will be like, help! And then you'll see Anthony Durenzo yeah. come and like try to hit the kangaroo yeah. to save him. We'll have Valdez film it and Durenzo <laughs> will be there with a steel chair in case it goes bad for me. Valdez will be like, I'm filming it. I'm not getting close to that there's thing. No, I, there's no way that is a serious... E- email this. Have this guy email you. All right. If you're still I mean, watching, Chris, yeah. email... Email Greg.stalker at Yahoo or at um what am I at? Odyssey. Odyssey. <laughs> Greg.stalker at Odyssey.com. Yeah. Um I will do it. <laughs> I will I will meet a kangaroo. You, you don't take your girls though. No, 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 my girls aren't coming. No. Okay. No, just me. Okay. You know, there was a story a few years back about a lady in Bucks County who tried to steal a kangaroo. <laughs> I wonder if this is from their like refuge or whatever. Uh, yeah, are they from Palestine? <laughs> Are these Palestinian kangaroos? No, it's like Quaker Town. Okay. Are these yeah, radicalized story, kangaroos? Like three, four years ago. By the way, if there's gonna be if there's gonna be kangaroos, they're definitely gonna be in Quaker Town. That, Quaker, the, yeah, yeah. yeah Quaker well, that's Town Bucks County. That's yeah. Bucks County as well. Yeah, I know. So. Oh, wait, is it in Bedminster? There is a uh, petting zoo in Bedminster. In Bedminster, okay. Bucks County. Hmm. Bedminster, there, Bucks County. Yeah, there's a Bedminster, New Jersey, and there's a Bedminster, Bucks County. Okay, I didn't know that. So, so uh, yeah. but there was a lady. A Quaker Town lady who tried to steal a, a kidnap a kangaroo. Yeah, a couple years back. All right, maybe and, it was, but it's like a pet. They have a petting zoo. Can, uh, Daniel, can we play before cut sheet part two? Can we play the kangaroo video one more time? 
Well, I'm assuming that kangaroo in Bucks County votes red. There it is. There, look at the yeah, yeah, Look at the dog. Look the dog's that. panicking. The dog thinks he's done. <laughs> the dog has already given up. But that that owner saved his dog. I, I like it. I know. It's the point of the story. Yep. Don, would you do that for Buddy? Oh, would yeah. You, would you jump in the Delaware oh, yeah. and punch a kangaroo totally. in the face? <laughs> totally. But the kangaroo is like yeah. defiant. I know. It the has kangaroo, claws. It's like standing up. and But it is... We actually have audio of what the kangaroo was saying. I am woke, mother, <laughs> and I love it. It's a nasty kangaroo. And like, so the guy, poor guy, he's like his dog, you know, oh, runs in the water. Yeah. Poor dog is like, oh. Like, and the dog you see yeah. afterwards is kind of dazed because the kangaroo yeah. was trying to hump him. Oh, he's getting drowned. And then he's, he's getting humped. drowned. Zen- poor dog. Zenro uh, on the YouTube Ew. chat says, Greg, there's another kangaroo clip with a dog and you see the guy actually boxing. Yeah. Oh, this kangaroo's ready to throw. I mean, he's got his fists up. He's like, oh, come yeah. on, human. What do you got? You want to film this? <laughs> I'll take you out, too. What's with their... Like, why do they drown? Like, is that... I guess that's the way... It's they... how they kill their victims, yeah. I guess. Cool. Yeah. It's like a, like, like a python or a snake just squeezing the life out of you. You know, everybody always talks about wanting to go to Australia. I, I have no, no desire. Interest. I have no interest in going to Australia. None whatsoever. They, they have... They, you know, there's... there's a, It's a long trip, too. Gators and kangaroos and snakes and like all kinds of things that'll kill Sharks. you. Sharks. takes like a month to yeah. fly there. It's, it's unbelievable. All right. Uh, a month. It's a it beautiful <laughs> place. I'll watch it on TV. <laughs> Just give me Crocodile Dundee. Down under. Yeah, I'll, I'll be fine. Yeah. Paul Hogan. <sighs> yeah, so if again, if there is a kangaroo court in Bucks County, um, I, I will gladly go and film it. By the way, we're 10 likes away from 200. So if you're watching right now, please hit the like button. We're 10, 10 likes away from 200. All right. Uh, 940, let's get to uh, round two of What's on the Cut Sheet. What's on the Cut Sheet? I do. What's on the Cut Sheet Part New is sponsored by Wawa. Hey, Wawa has pizza. It's freshly made, tastes great, and you can get it late. Right now, there's a $0 delivery fee when you order Wawa pizza at wawa.com or on the Wawa app. Gotta have a Wawa. Wow. A $0 delivery fee. Nick Kale. You can do that for your pizza cheat day. I know. Friday at Wawa. Zero delivery fee. Yeah. Got to have a Wawa. Thank you, Wawa. Uh, Ron DeSantis. I was waiting for the clip. Oh. Oh. You want that? Mustard. Mustard. (laughs) Was on with Dasha Burns. Mustard. About that. Was on with Dasha Burns on NBC uh, uh, talking about uh, uh, the the conflict uh, that is happening right now as from, you know, how it would have been under Trump versus uh, how it is right now under Biden. Uh, this is what he said. This is cut 15, Daniel. I, I would support their judgment on defending their country. And lastly, former President Trump, you've had his rhetoric recently, which you've responded to, but he has been touting what the world order was like, particularly in the Middle East under his administration. Do you think there's anything he should have done differently while while he was in the White House that could have potentially changed things today. Well, look, I mean, I think I think clearly things have deteriorated under Biden. Uh, I think we have some of the worst situations now that we've had in quite a number of years. Uh, so I would much prefer Trump's approach to Biden's approach 100 percent. Now, Donald Trump did also relieve sanctions on Iran oil, and so they did get more money under him. I criticized that at the time. I was opposed to it. But if you look at the balance of things, uh, clearly Biden's handled all this stuff much worse. So why Trump? Uh, why, why, why would you be better to handle this conflict than Trump if he has a track record of handling this well? 
Well, I think I actually have a, a really good track record of handling crisis situations. If you look, uh, you know, we handled COVID in ways that have Florida. made the state oh, the envy of the country. We've handled hurricanes. We've handled the Surfside Tower collapse. And now this situation, we have a war halfway around the world, and we're springing into action, rescuing people and bringing it back. So I get the job done uh, when, when everything's on the line. And that's, I think, what people are looking for right now, and leadership. So he, he has done a fantastic job with every crisis he has faced in Florida. But what you do in Florida pales in comparison to the global stage. Uh, also, he's pretty much in agreement with Trump across the board there, except for maybe some sanctions on Iran. But Dasha Burns, I, I love these questions of, you know, like they act, and I say they, the mainstream media, they act like we're a year into the Joe Biden administration. Like we're three years into that almost already. So bringing up Trump, especially after the accords that he pulled off and was able to achieve like to me like that's right there like if if this if this we're doing journalism 101 i would be like this is, bringing up trump is really not applicable right now this is a biden disaster trump has nothing to do with this other just, than the fact that everything was good when he was in the, in, in the office i just feel like it's time for these republican candidates to either like s or get off the pot like we're I'm, getting there. I'm tired of this. Like they're all kind of, you know, toying around. Like, oh yes, I, I'm like, dude, Ron DeSantis. I'm sorry, bro, you're not gonna be president. I know. So like, It's kind of a wasted feature here now is to have like, what would a president Chris Christie do? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so you've heard well, you've heard enough of all these yeah, guys. Is yeah, what you're saying. like, what would a president Greg Stalker do? You, right. I have just as much chance of winning the Republican nomination as Chris Christie does. Yeah. I think Tim Scott's going to be dropping out real soon. Well, yeah, his money's his money's drying up. That's correct. And they said it's not. What was the quote? It is not the time that to uh, that anybody wants to uh, rally around anybody but Trump or mm-hmm. something like that. So, yep, going to start um, dropping like flies, folks. Yeah, uh, we we reported how news organizations are handling uh, what's happening in this. Uh, the BBC has gotten some flack for having pro. I'll say pro-Hamas. They say pro-Palestinian uh, uh, viewpoints on. Well, this reporter, uh, she apologized for saying pro-Palestinian protesters are Hamas supporters. So she had to get on the BBC and apologize. Now, before we go, earlier on BBC News, we reported on some of the pro-Palestinian demonstrations at the weekend. We spoke about several demonstrations across Britain during which people voiced their backing for Hamas. We accept that this was poorly phrased and was a misleading description of the pro-Palestinian demonstrations. Now, here's the weather. <laughs> well, now, now, here's the weather. Oh, my God. Time for the local on the eights. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And now, here's the weather. <laughs> wow. Don, Don, I need you to make a transition like that tomorrow in the 6 or 7 o'clock news. Give me the most gruesome story we have in Philadelphia, <laughs> and then immediately pivot to the five-day now forecast. Now, here's the weather. <laughs> Just give to- me the damn five-day forecast <laughs> and try to be accurate. That's all I want. <laughs> Wow, wow, we have a sound drop for everything, don't we? We do. Oh, my Lord. We do. And Bruno will be with us tomorrow. Oh, that's right. It's it's Bruno Wednesdays. That's correct. Wednesdays. Wednesdays come around real quick, don't yep. they? Yep. All right. Coming up next, we'll find out what's on tap for the Dawn Show today and who won Twitter today. We're back after this on 1210 WPHD. This is the Kale & Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Tuesday morning, Kale & Company putting another bow on another show. Tony Bruno tomorrow at 8.25 for Wednesdays with Bruno. 
A little flyer home opener tonight. Phillies game two. We'll make a prediction on that in just a few moments. And who won Twitter today? That's all still ahead. But right now we find out what Dawn Stenzelin has lined up for the top of the hour on the Dawn Show this morning. Yeah, well, first of all, former President Donald J. Trump is expected any minute now to go through those doors in New York City uh, to the court, to the Manhattan court, where he's been attending, he was attending his ongoing trial the first several days. So this is uh, New York Attorney General Letitia James, $250 million lawsuit against him. It's a civil suit, but he's expected to walk in any minute. So if he says something, we're going to roll on it, make sure, because usually he walks in about 55-ish and has um, some interesting things to say. So we're monitoring that one and we'll okay. follow the feed. And lately the networks don't really carry it. So we'll, we'll take it all if they do it. And then we also have coming up at 10.05, Amanda Greenberg, who is a Chester County School Board candidate. Because remember, TikTok, we're just a few weeks away from a general election across our region. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully this has a high voter turnout. That's what Republicans are hoping for. And we've talked a lot about what's happening with Republicans being more motivated than Democrats. But these school board elections and the judge elections, especially for uh, the superior court of, you know, the highest court of Pennsylvania, these are critical elections. Oh, they matter for sure. Yes. And then 1030, our friend Cindy Ziff, Clean Ocean Action, will update us on what's happening down the Jersey Shore with the wind turbines, the Biden administration, the Murphy administration. She's got some updates there, so we want to keep keep up. Keep um, keep getting updated by Cindy. She's she's great people, and so we got a full full show coming up. All right, Dawn show at ten o'clock this morning as we find out who well, won well, Twitter today. Before we do this, yeah. uh, that gentleman, by the way, C H A R I S Charis Charis. I don't know. Okay, uh, he's the one who owns the kangaroo, and oh. he says you have to be licensed in PA to own kangaroos, which I am. Oh, and a lot of other people are saying. People can totally have kangaroos. My cousin Sal had one for a while as a pet. That was mm. Newman Price. So oh. apparently it's a thing. Okay. Can. So well. I'm guessing that this dude is going to show you his kangaroos. Yeah. Cool. He's going to be the nicest kangaroo of all time. He's going to be a mostly peaceful kangaroo. Oh, man. Which is, think, about, think about the parodies we could do with this. Kale and the kangaroos. <laughs> I kind of like that. Marketing ability everywhere, baby. But you know what? I'm thinking instead of a canine, yeah. you have a kangaroo. Like these stores that keep the shoplifters come up and yeah. just poop, just punch somebody. I, I agree. Like you know? You know, we should fund the kangaroos. If we're going to defund the police, we might as well have kangaroos. It's a crazy kangaroo. Can you yeah. ima- that's a great... Can you imagine if kangaroos are running yeah. loose in Philadelphia? Yeah, imagine Humping. a nice kangaroo in, in front of an Apple store. <laughs> You want to loot? Watch what happens. I'm, wait, we we just struck onto something. Here. You just see a kangaroo like a security guard standing at the door. Let the kangaroos loose in Kensington yeah. and go like, "Yo, if you let my kangaroo, uh, we won't press charges for the shoplifting if my kangaroo can finish." Oh, 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 oh. I'm sorry. oh you always punching, go punching and kicking. I meant you, you always go there. You always you always go the see? last I mile. I meant punching and kicking. Yeah. You think kangaroos are uh, carnivores or vegan? They're carnivores, I think. Okay. Let's look it up. So they, Everybody must eat! So there's no interest in meatball. All right. Uh, let's our ra- kangaroos. Now I have to look at our kangaroos. Yeah. Look it up. 
who won Twitter. Consumer Cellular sponsors who won Twitter today. Uh, Irk, our buddy Irk wins Twitter. He says, only when I hear people screaming about pronouns or being transgender on TikTok do I start thinking that maybe Al-Qaeda had a point. <laughs> oh, my God. All kangaroos are, are not carnivores. Oh, okay. They're not carnivores. They're vegans. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, Consumer Cellular offers the exact same nationwide 5G coverage as the major carriers, even in bumper-to-bumper traffic. And I know a lot of you are in that now. They're 100% U.S.-based. Support is just a click uh, is just a click or call away. Excuse me. Plus, activation is always free. Visit ConsumerCellular.com to switch today. ConsumerCellular.com. Thank you. Thank you for sponsoring. Yes. Uh, who on Twitter? There we go. All right, so uh, Phillies Diamondbacks tonight, game two game of the two. NLCS. Uh, thoughts and predictions for you, Mr. Stalker? You have a $20 advantage, I think, still. I Yeah, I'm up $20 on you. The over-under, according to uh, our friends at FanDuel, fanduel.com slash Greg, is uh, seven and a half. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to go over okay. on the seven and a half. I will go the Phillies six... The Diamondbacks, two. All right. I'm going to go with the under. Aaron Nola, 2-0. and His ERA in the postseason, 1.42. Give me the Phillies, 4-2 tonight, and I'll take the under seven and a half runs. Beautiful. So this will be... This will either be you double it for me, yep. 40. Or we're back or, to school square. Or we're back to all square. Yep. Wow. There you go. Okay. All right. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. Stay tuned. The Dawn Show is coming up next. We're back tomorrow morning at 6. And as our favorite press secretary would say, I'll see you tomorrow. Come talk to me. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday morning, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.